いってらっしゃい行ってきますいらっしゃいませじゃあまたねさようなら Today we're going to be talking about Japanese ご挨拶ご挨拶 just means greetings or salutations and it is a really important part of Japanese language that I totally underestimated whenever I first started language learning. Everybody does it all of the time. You walk into a store, somebody in that store who works there is going to say, Irashaimase. By the way, you don't respond whenever they say that, you just keep shopping. Whenever you leave a place, Somebody's going to say、uh, either iterashai or sayonara or something like that. And your response is itekimas or sayonara. These things don't change that much. I think that's what's so interesting about the Japanese language is these greetings and salutations are very, very consistent. And I think that really provides a lot of safety for the people who speak the language. I think it's a really nice script to be able to follow, whether you're a language learner or an introvert. <laughs> the small talk that you start with in a conversation is generally about the weather. In fact, I think most of the text messages that I receive from my Japanese friends tend to start with a comment about the weather.、Um, it's just how you enter into a conversation. いい天気ですね means it's good weather outside, or samoi desu ne, it's so cold, or atsu means it's hot. It's the way to get into a conversation. I think it's kind of the American equivalent of, hey, how's it going? I'm not looking for a whole detailed explanation. I'm just telling you by saying this phrase that I'm ready to get into a conversation with you. I was walking up to pick up the kids from school, and there were two moms standing in line already. And we had just gotten out of the summertime where it's just so hot all the time. You like wake up in the morning, and as soon as you step outside, you're already sweating. And so the weather's really nice. Finally, it's really nice. So I walk up, and one of the moms says to me, いい天気ですね It's really nice weather, isn't it? And I'm like, mm mm, because that's how you say yes. Well, another mom comes up because it's time to pick up kids. It's about two o'clock. We pick up kids at two o'clock. And the mom who walks up to our now group of three, she walks up and she says, いい天気ですね To which now the three of us moms all go, mm mm. So then another mom walks up. We're gathering people now. And she says, いい天気ですね And now all four of us respond to her by going, mm, mm. <laughs> I kid you not, every single mom that came, I think I only counted to 10, but every single mom that came had this exact conversation. いい天気ですね mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I felt like I was on a sitcom. I could not handle how ridiculous it felt in that moment. 
And so early on in my language learning, actually, people would talk to me about the weather. And I thought that they were honestly trying to match my language level. Um, because the, one of the first things you learn to talk about when you're learning a language is how to talk about the weather. Sometimes I was really thankful that people would do that. And sometimes I felt really, I think I just felt really prideful. Like, don't you think that I can talk about more than the weather? Oh my gosh, I've been in language school for two months. Oh, you just tried to talk about something that's not the weather. And turns out I actually can't talk about not the weather. So you're right. But of course, looking back, I'm realizing that as I was learning the Japanese language and learning the Japanese culture, these people were being just base level polite to me. And, um, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm really thankful for all of that. There's this other thing that I experienced that is not really Goaisatsu, it's not really a greeting, but it is this thing that you hear all the time as a language learner. And that is when somebody will tell you, Ah, Nihongo, Jozu desu ne, which means, Wow, your Japanese is so good. And often they'll like clap um, and smile. And boy, if you want to um, poke my pride, that's a good way to do it. But it is actually a very very kind and very considerate thing for a Japanese person to to say because they are excited to encourage you to learn Japanese and they're excited that you are learning Japanese so that you can talk in Japanese and it's just this really sweet moment that they're wanting to share with you but maybe the ways that people say it in an American brain feel like a condescending almost kind of attitude and it's not at all condescending it's wonderful and beautiful and so that for me personally uh was kind of pretty hard to remember oh yeah they're being really nice they're not patronizing me because i'm actually not good at japanese i can literally only say ohio right now i can only say good morning and they're not being patronizing they're being encouraging and it's just been super helpful, I think, for me to remember that when somebody says or that I get to have this filter that kind of takes the information that they've given me and put it through my new culture filter and say, oh, they are wanting to connect with me when they're talking about the weather. Or when somebody says, Nihongo jozu desu ne, like your, your Japanese is really good. They're not actually wanting to compliment necessarily the level of my language. They're just wanting to acknowledge you're learning the language and it's a tricky one and go get it, girl, <laughs> kind of thing. So when I can remember why somebody says it, I think that's really helpful. And I think this is kind of how language learning and culture learning can't really be separated from one another. As you learn about a language, you're learning about a culture. And as you learn about a culture, you're learning about their language. You can't really have one without the other. And I've only been in Japan for two and a half years, but I am convinced that the quicker that I can simply accept the culture for what it is, and I don't mean adapt it and make it my own, just face value, 
when somebody says this, this is what they're meaning. When I can just accept that, I'm so much better off instead of trying to read into how does this work and how does this uh, relate to my American culture brain and all of those other pieces that can start to get really muddy. For me, I think the best way that I've learned to just accept cultural moments at face value is first of all, laying down my own pride. So what if they're being condescending, which they're not, but what if they were? So what? That is just my pride having a problem with somebody thinking that they're better than me, which they don't. But what if they did? So what? That doesn't actually change anything about my own value, my own worth as a woman. It's really helpful, I found, to ask questions to people. Oh, why did you say itakimasu there? I thought you would say sayonara. Or, hey, she just said iterashai. What am I supposed to answer to that? I hear this all the time. I don't really know what that word means. Turns out the answer to iterashai is itakimasu. If that is not the answer to iterashai and you know of a different answer, would you please let me know? Because I'm learning. Last thing that I can do to accept a culture at face value is to really remember the reasons that I am thankful for somebody saying whatever they've said. Ah, Nihongo Jozu desu ne. Wow, your Japanese is so good. I think it's important to remember they're wanting to encourage me. They're actually legitimately happy that I'm learning、um, Japanese. And when I can remember that, then wow, we can connect on such a better level than we would have if I would have let my pride get in the way of accepting a compliment because I felt like they didn't give me said compliment in the way that I wanted to receive the compliment. Oh, it's so tricky how we interpret and receive culture and language. Oh man, time flies. Thank you so much for listening to Bike Chats with an Expat. My name is Lacey. Early in my time in Japan, I would use my short morning commute to call back home to a family or loved one. And those moments were so precious to me. So I want to share that with you now. Except maybe not on my bicycle because it's a little windy and I don't think that would make for a good podcast. Hosting a podcast costs about $144 a year, but who's counting? Would you consider helping me out either on a monthly donation basis or a one time? Gift. There's links in the description. Share this podcast either with an expat or a friend or a family member that knows an expat. I really am appreciative of your support. I'm really looking forward to our next bike chat. Itakimasu.